We're back! Welcome back to another episode of Fire the Cannon. We're excited to have our special guest back with us for part two of an awesome conversation, Kyle Umlang, Mr. Data. I'm Rocky. I'm Hannah. I'm Kyle. And I'm Megan. And this is Fire the Cannon. Welcome back. We're excited. Kyle is here with us to talk more football, talk Texas sports, talk the world of sports, and let's get right into it. When do you get to drink again, Rocky? Uh, 2022. Fuck. Yeah. I have 34 more days. I'm fine. I'm on day 41. Yeah. Do you do this like every off season just for- No. Why do you do this? Okay. So I'll just tell you real quick before we get going again. I'm doing a challenge called 75 hard. It's like a mental toughness challenge. One yeah, I like of, we should talk about this because that's that's batshit insane. Yeah, it sounds impossible. You can go listen to the podcast about it. So the seventy-five hard, it is seventy-five days. It's five rules. Rule number one is pick a diet and stick to it. No cheating, no alcohol. So for me, I'm pretty much plant based anyway, but I don't do any sugar or. No, I like roll your eyes at her like judging. I know. Oh, I, I judge the shit out no. of her. I, I don't do any sweets or alcohol. The second thing is you work out two times a day for 45 minutes and they have to be apart. One has to be outdoors. So you can do both outdoors, but at least one has to be outdoors. And that's to suck it up and whatever the elements are, you suck it up. If it's hot, it's cold, it's raining, whatever, you suck it up and get it done. You take a progress picture every day. You have to drink a gallon of water every day. And you have to read 10 pages of nonfiction book something motivational inspirational educational whatever but it has to be nonfiction. And it has to be a real book so those are five things you do every day if you forget one thing you start over at day one if you worked out for 43 minutes and not 45 minutes you start back at day one no I, 50 days deep i would never wrap myself out for cheating dude it's the honor system though like you can say oh i did it but you ate cake okay well you can say it but you didn't do it, so it doesn't well, mean anything. Honestly, fucking say I wouldn't do I, My ADHD by day two would be I like, I was about to say, Megan and I are going, what am I doing uh, again? I don't know what my name is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 mental, right. it's a mental toughness yeah. challenge. Rocky's going to like limp ourselves through it. We would be like, winners. Oh my God, no. high five no. all day. I, I made it super clear. I'm a miserable person when I don't drink. Y'all would all fucking hate me. By the end of 70, however many damn days you're doing this for, I would have no friends left. I really wouldn't. I was gonna say, Megan, I hated you the first like 30 minutes we did this. I'm glad. Yeah, no question. You weren't drinking yet. That's fair. Just joking. It's, it's, <laughs> it's something to do in quarantine time. Quarantine, and I can date drink. Well, yeah, the, nothing else to do the first like week of quarantine i was like this is awesome i'm on vacation yeah let's eat whatever we want to whatever and then like a few a few weeks later i'm like here we are again getting fast food again like this yes i drink enough alcohol the first two months of quarantine to last me 75 more days so i'm okay. fine <laughs> we're still banking our alcohol content <laughs> God, we drank a lot for a lot of days no, I'm impressed. I am forever impressed with your dedication and your drive to do that stuff. I just, yeah, I ain't got it in you. me. Thank you. How many times a day do you go to the bathroom? Like, how, how many? Pretty <laughs> much every hour. Because I drink 
these a day. Yeah. I have a big yellow one, but it's so freaking heavy. It's like my workout drinking it. So I drink two of these a day. Nothing about that seems fun to me. Being hydrated? <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> don't call Tom Herman. I know, right? Oh, I, I, could, I could take the P test for all the players, one after the other, after the other, after the other. Anybody need Basically clear. Okay. Standing okay. outside of Moncrief. Hey, man, you want some pee? <laughs> I got it. I got pee. Got pee right here. And I can pee again in five minutes. What? Right? She's just like on And my pee is clear. Like my, my like diamond, like F grade. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Anyway. That's Why? Because it's talking. awesome. But at the same time, I'm also the one that wakes up at like 6 a.m. I'm tailgating by 7 throw up everything, yeah, like get the tailgate going, I'm rocking that, then entertaining everybody, then go to the game screaming my ass off, then I got to come break down the tailgate, so like I'm home at two o'clock in the morning, so. Oh, you get all your workout in a 24-hour period. You do. It covers it for the year. I'm good. Megan, so like, I, I never thought about this, but like, I, I picture like this giant tailgate, and everyone's just partying, having fun, and then like everyone just goes into the game, just leaves a giant mess. I, I just picture you like just like alone. It's dark. You're like a coyote howling in the background. You're <laughs> picking up beer can after beer can all by yourself. Like it's you not that? quite that bad, but yeah. So I mean, I go to the games too, but um, we do have a massive tailgate, and it's. It, let me be clear. It's not just like me, right? Putting it on. We've got a core group of probably. Oh, probably about ten guys, uh, ten people, core group really hard fucking work. Um, and then of course we have some folks that show up and, and help out for morning shift or folks that'll, sh you know, help in the evening. Like my friend Eddie is incredible. Like when he shows up, he busts his ass and helps me every time. But again, I don't, I probably shouldn't say this, but you get burnt out at certain points. And I'll tell you, there have been games, especially Jesus, if we don't win <laughs> and I have to deal with like putting yeah. everything away yeah. when I, grumpy and we lost and like everybody else is like cool we drank all your beer and ate all your food and now we're out breaking down is always the worst because you're exhausted we usually have maybe five people to break down all the tents and that we fill a we have a u-haul trailer clyde gets full of everything my big bubble like i don't know if you've seen pictures but my big inflatable tent yeah. is uh it's like 20 by 20 by 20 um and so that has to get broken down and everything gets put up yeah, I've I've definitely gone on my tangents of like, <laughs> sure, you show up when the beer is here and you all enjoy, you know, partying, but uh, not everybody likes putting in the in the time that it takes to set up and break down. So part of me, and I hate even openly admitting this because I love my tailgates and I love doing it, but part of me is kind of like, man, just call it on tailgating so I can have one season where I don't. Great. Like mm -hmm. between like, so we, okay, Kyle. Well, we have a group, it's the three of us, plus Tori and Kelly and Wendy. And we're all good friends. We text back and forth. And like Megan kind of confided back then that she's like, dude, I'm kind of spent on tailgating. Yeah. And I people mean, had stolen some of your stuff, remember? Yes, don't forget about that. Baseball, my baseball tailgate, I had a big, like $200 nice cooler stolen that had about like $150, $200 worth of beer in it. I've had... Notre Dame was probably one of my most miserable tailgating experiences because, like, I took my bubble up there. We had the car and everything. But, like, all these Texas fans showed up that we didn't know. And, like, 
they broke, they tried to steal my helmet chandelier. They were like constantly breaking things. They were like unplugging my generator so that they could charge their phone. And that's what keeps the whole tent inflated. My friend Patrick got a bunch of shit stolen out of his car, which is where my tickets were. Like, you need to hire a bouncer or something. This is, that's ridiculous. It was bad. It was really bad. That doesn't happen as much at home games. I've had a bunch of my shirts that I was selling. I had about $700 worth of t-shirts stolen from me before at my tailgate. And I've had, I, I don't know. It's just people. And I don't think it's people that are like there consistently. I think it's grifters that walk by and steal your shit, you know, but it's taxing. Yeah, and I don't. Once I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to tailgate this year. Yeah. It's kind of become like a thing. And I hate to say this, but I think a lot of people kind of identify me with the like, oh, it's this big party because we, you know, I'll coordinate where we'll have, um, and I shouldn't just say I coordinate, but I help with it. Um, we'll get live music. Uh, yeah, at one point we were going through about five to $600 worth of food every week at our tailgate. And we get beer donated. We set that up. <laughs> Corona. Corona Coors. So we would get Coors, Coors Light, How uh, Corona, Corona Extra. Me being a tailgating novice, how do you get beer donated for your- <laughs> Do you have enough people come through? Yeah, I mean, basically you tell them, and it, and it depends on the location too. Like yeah. Texas is, has a big enough tailgate scene that it's part of what they do. But yeah, you just reach out to them and you're like, hey, we consistently have this many people at our tailgate. Here's a picture of it. Here's what it looks like. Here's where we're located. Basically, if you give us beer, it means that literally everybody's going to be drinking your beer, holding it, and- then they'll give you uh, signs and stuff. You just have to agree to like put up their signs. And, but honestly, it's it's pretty dope because like I know that both Coors and Corona have given us these really not. Or I say us, they gave them to me, and I've used them. <laughs> these really badass tents that they're like ten by ten easy ups, but they're really sturdy. And I've taken those all around the country, so that's been it's been kind of cool. And you know, I think a lot of people you don't realize. If you just ask for stuff, a yeah. lot of times you get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but and that's where degree comes in handy when you know that stuff. Yeah, advertising does help. And, I, you know, I had the connection with a lot of them through, I volunteer with the Texas X's as well. Being able to kind of utilize those connections and, you know, nudge them along. And I've, I've certainly played up the car a few times. And they're like, oh, shit, yeah, it's, it's going to be with this car. Cool, we'll give you some more. Like, McCoy, hey, car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, car helps it does it it, it doesn't that, hurt no the mcconaughey car is your tie-in to the game day thing and then obviously the big <laughs> poster no that was awesome i remember tuning in i didn't go to the game so i was watching from my living room and like so i tuned in to game day right at 9 a.m and the first thing i see is your head <laughs> With the sunglasses, my yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm playing poster at, at game day. That was awesome. Yeah, I was like, what poster are you talking about? They're talking about the fathead. That was awesome. No, I'm talking about front and center. Kyle Lang. There he is, like, bobbing up and down the whole damn time. So that had to have been, like, a trip. That, that was the best. Uh, I, I, got, I had it recorded on my DVR for, like, forever. I mean, that's awesome. there was Megan's car. And I remember actually, as soon as I saw the vehicle, I knew immediately whose car that was. Yep. My phone was definitely blowing through some battery that day because people kept, is that your car? Is that your car? Yeah, it's my car. Megan, I hope you have not cleaned those seats yet. I, really I haven't. I won't. So the front seat in Clyde is a little beat up. And so I actually have this like cool orange, black and white Mexican blanket over it. 
covering it to keep it from deteriorating. So yeah, I still have that there and it's not well, I think that's like Matthew. Yeah. Car, like even more badass. It's so funny. My prior to this happening, like I've been kind of going back and forth about maybe getting another one or redoing because I have a 69 Galaxy convertible too. And I've kind of thought about wrapping her or painting her because she's got a pure white interior and a white roof. And so I thought about like wrapping her in just like some ridiculous UT burn orange candy and then design and having that replace Clyde. He's, he's starting to show his age a little. He's got some rust issues and things like that. But at this point now, like that car is too fucking famous. Like I can't, yeah. I can't redo it. When I saw the car at the Trail of Lights, the Texas night, alumni night, and everyone's around it and all the people are like, that's Matthew McConaughey's car. And I'm like, I know. that's my friend. <laughs> I know it's turned into this thing where I just laugh about it. Cause it's like, whatever, just call it McConaughey's car. Like I'm not going to sit here today. Like somebody tried, you know, Texas posted pictures about it yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah. And somebody on Facebook was like, oh, what kind of car is that? So I just responded. I was like, oh, it's a 79th oh. bird, you know? And somebody was like, well, actually, <laughs> like they go in and they try to like, it's actually the Diamond Jubilee 1978. Oh, yeah. Only came in two colors. And, oh. So I was like, oh, you think? And so I just went to, I was like, well, it's funny because it's my car. So I kind of <laughs> know what it is. And then I had to like school them on it. I was like, well, actually the 79s came in 18 different colors, burn orange being one of them, but it has been repainted and da, da, da. I was like, but I do appreciate you trying to school me on my own shit. So, like, it's just... By the way, Matthew McConaughey rode my car. So, yeah. You literally just described every Twitter interaction I've had with anyone. When I yeah, 100%. It. Yeah, it's like everybody... I've looked at this more than you have before I post it. I'm going to post it. And then someone's going to go, uh, I don't think that's right. You should... Uh, actually, yeah. The actually, people just get me hyped up. Like, well, actually... Well, actually, no, fuck Let me you. mansplain <laughs> your car for you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I should be I have people tell me my car. <laughs> yeah, and I get it. We, we certainly don't want to take, like, all of your time. Sorry, as I go off on my diatribe over I, here. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be up till like, 2 in the morning because Taylor Swift's CD is coming out tonight, so. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, because my wife obsessed. We've been to every concert of hers. We had, we had tickets to Leverfest, but it got canceled. So she is, she is the biggest Taylor Swift fan there has ever been in the history of the world. And so I'm every time a CD is released, we always stay up till it's released and play all the songs and critique and talk about which ones we liked and what we thought about this one, all that stuff. Y'all have like a little dance party in the in the living room. I never said that. I didn't hear it. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Well, good. That's exciting for you then. Yeah. So, what kind of music do you like? Uh, country and rap, the classic Texas hair. <laughs> it's very. So, by country, do you mean like like Texas country or Nashville? Uh, little Texas country, more mainstream country. And that's it. There's a lot of there's a lot of rap songs. There's a lot of country songs. It's not much more. <laughs> than, I mean, I love Hamilton. I know every word, every song <laughs> yeah. in Hamilton. God. I've only watched it 98 times in, in a week. I know. <laughs> We saw, they came to Cincinnati two years ago and we saw it and we have tickets to see it again in March, but I doubt it will go on, but yeah, we have tickets for it this year. Yeah. We've seen it a couple times. It's, it's just fantastic. It's my favorite, it's my favorite piece of like art that there's ever been. I yeah, love it. It is incredible. I, I had never seen it. I always had wanted to go, 
Um, so when Disney released that they were going to, uh, or announced that they were going to release it, I was like, oh my God, yes. I can't tell you how many times I've watched it since then. <laughs> like it's, it's probably it's an unhealthy amount. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so good. All right, everybody, this is really great stuff, but let's get back to some Texas talk. And we know we got to talk Twitter when we're talking Kyle Omlang. All right, Kyle, I know one of the big things for you on Twitter, you've grown this huge following. Lots of people love you from all different fan bases. But one thing that you are seeing a lot of is fake Kyle Umlang accounts, right? You have these people who put these parody accounts. Tell us about that. What's going on and how can we help you? I don't know what's going on. There's a bunch of weirdos out there that are creating fake Kyle Umlang accounts and they're not even good at it. I don't know what they're doing, but. How many um, do you have right now? There's five currently right now. Two have been like, I, I think two have been like permanently deleted because they were like tweeting out all sorts of crazy crap. But the other three are still out there. They haven't done anything crazy yet, but I, I, I've had everyone I know report them and they're still chilling out, so. Crazy. I've seen at least four. You have a bar stool umlang. You have a, there's of course the Jimbo umlang. Uh, I, I had one. I had one message me like a few weeks ago, and he's like, "Why do you? Why do you post so much stuff about Aggies? Why do you do this? You need to stop." And I was like, "Well, I do it because people like you." <laughs> yeah, I can imagine cool. that was the voice you were hearing. Yeah, like, exactly. I exactly do it because it pisses you off. Thank you for encouraging me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> for like, like you, you doing this is making me want to do this more. So, thank you. Yeah. It just makes no sense. I mean, I understand there's parody of. But it's funny to be parody of a stat guy, like somebody who just busts knowledge <laughs> to think yeah. that's funny. I don't know. Does that happen a lot with you guys? Like, does has Blinken had some parodies or? No, he actually, on one of the things I post about, uh, I, I made a, a Aggie Fact a Thursday thing about uh, A&M has claimed more parody Kyle Lumming accounts than they have national championships. And yes. it, well, he, he like commented, he goes, I'm actually kind of jealous. No one's ever made one of me. Right. <laughs> right. So listen, everybody listening out there, start parroting Blinken, leave Kyle alone. All right. <laughs> yeah. Annoy him, not me. Blinken wants parody uh, account, right? Enough to deal with. <laughs> are they are they out responding to things, hoping someone believes it's you, or are they really trying to be jerks that just are... trying to be jerks that they're not like I mean, I guess the one that's making the most stat type post is Jimbo Umling. He'll, but he makes like fake stats about nothing. that don't make sense. It, it, he has like 10, it, I don't, I really don't know the point about it. Like, yeah, 10 followers. You're really getting yeah. to it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but they get the reach when someone else retweets it who has a lot of followers or if you respond, right. then, then people get to see them, right? Yeah. Funny yeah. though. It's, it's a compliment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't bother me. It, it just makes me laugh at them. So like, I mean, whatever. Yeah, the thick skin thing, like you have to expect that to some degree, especially once you've reached that coveted 10,000. That 10,000 was my goal since the beginning. And now that I've hit it. <laughs> wow. I can't even comprehend 10. So I just have to bring this up. We brag on the Aggies a lot. And then, but if you look at the stats and you obviously know this, Bedlam is way more lopsided than Texas versus A&M. Yeah. Why is it that A&M gets so ragged on, probably more so than any of them? Like, what is different, A, about the rivalry that we have with them, and then just B, how uh, college football in general, uh, 
formerly the Big 12 and now, now the SEC, how they see them. What is it about them? Because the main difference is they ask for it. They, <laughs> they, tr they, they have all these signs pointing at them saying, make fun of me, and people make fun of them. I, I've seen Blinken go on this to commemorate like their 88 wins over Oklahoma State. He, he, he did like his best 88 bedlam facts all in this giant thread. And at the end, like, you don't have people arguing. You have, you have uh, Okie State people going, please just stop. We just, they're just <laughs> sad. They're just sad. Like, please. I'm never going to nag you that set. Like, no matter what I post, you're never going to get them to say, you're right, just stop. Like, they will always think they're better than us. Like, that's. <laughs> you have to call out Aggie Takes. He is one of my favorite Aggies. He's he great. Is. Aggie Takes is the Aggie account to follow. I have told him. He he's he's a friend. good dude. Please follow Aggie Takes because he's not, he's not in a cult. Right. <laughs> he is somehow. He's the most, like, <laughs> pragmatic, like, simple one. And I've seen other people tweet this, like, sir, why, why exactly are you an Aggie? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> you're, you're too logical. You're, you live in the real world. <laughs> because there's a difference between having gone to A&M and being an Aggie. Like, yeah. we all have friends who went to A&M, right. and they're logical, and they're sensical, and they don't get all wrapped up in the brainwashing, and well, then they're Aggies, and that's two completely different things. But here's the deal that happens there, is that, like, one-on-one, -on -one in small groups, or, like, individually, they're fine, but when they kind of, like, commune with their, like, breed, like, with their kind, it starts wow. to sick. Wow, we're breaking it I was trying to be nice. Right, I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I was right trying to be nice. I don't. I mean, I think you're message. describing humans in general. One on one. It's pronounced <laughs> times ten. That's exactly what happens. They get around their like kind, and they kind of like form into this other entity <laughs> that we know as Aggies. And yeah, I, I totally agree with that. My brother went to AM, so. I've always had this mentality that Anim is little brother because my little brother went and literally your little brother, yeah. <laughs> so it, it makes a lot of sense why I have this like this view towards him, but it, he doesn't help the cause because uh, one of those. I still remember when he went to fish camp. He was so excited. He came. He came back. He had all these dates memorized. Like they, they like he told. They indoctrinate him. He told. Mm -hmm. me, he told yes. me they were the University of Texas and that we're not the flagship state uh, school. They all these dates, like how they, they they named our mascot for us, all this stuff. And he, he I was like- You know that's actually crazy. not true? I was like, I was like, none of that is true. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. he goes and Anim had the first black fraternity in the, in the United States. I was like, I, without looking anything up, I know 100% that is not- <laughs> I mean, not a black college? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, no, you had a black fraternity. Okay. <laughs> you know, there are those facts that you hear. You're like, I'm not positive, but yeah. I just know that's not right. <laughs> yeah, my brain is telling Basically, me they brainwashed him from day one. My greater it's, knowledge has always been like that, in my view. Like, it, it was Fish Camp's fault. Okay. I don't know that I've shared this, but I have like a very dear little brotherly figure that's an Aggie who I met through Twitter. And he actually told me, God, I'm going to go to hell for this. <laughs> they taught him at fish camp a specific cheer for Jimbo. That's sad. Waiting for the reaction. <laughs> I don't really have a reaction. <laughs> That's sad. So like, so like when they see Jimbo, they have to do this cheer. Like, what is it? Like, there's like, it, it's something about like, 
pumping up Jimbo. Don't care. We've got Jimbo like, or like, oh man, like Jimbo's our savior. Like it was something along those lines, but there was a specific cheer that they were taught. And I don't know that it's ever been like released to the public. I think it was just part of that brainwashing. Like, like we're going to condition you to think that Jimbo is a savior. Yeah. That mentality is weird, but I, I mean, I will say there's a lot of stuff that goes on with the show band in the Southwest with our band some of the cheers and chants that they have that they sing during the songs that we know and love are very different than yeah, I know. what is actually, I mean, there's, so I, look, I'm not going to rag on Aggies. Not on the Aggie level though. Yeah, I'm not going to rag no, on no, Aggies. Don't so rag on Aggies because I'm on the show. You have to rag on Aggies. That's no, that's right. Well, it, well, I can finish. I'm not going to rag on them for like having chants and having cheers and being loyal and being proud. To me, the thing that I don't understand with a lot of them, and again, I have several very dear Aggie friends who are probably going to disown me after this particular. <laughs> no, episode, they won't. But they won't. Nah. It's it's the mentality where there's just no looking at ration or or reason or logic. <laughs> yeah. That's what I don't understand. And again, I get it. I'm hyped up. I get worked up, and I, I hate OU with a passion. Right? I hate them. And I couldn't tell you why. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I could tell you why. We could go into it. But but I can still have conversations about it and about statistics and about the rivalries and what's going on. The thing I don't understand about the Aggie mentality is no matter how many facts, Kyle, you bring up or show, like you said, they're always going to argue it. But they've literally got nothing to stand on. That's where I don't. You're cherry picking. How many times have you heard that word? or term cherry picking. You're cherry picking facts. And I'm like, you've made your entire history from cherry picking facts. Right. So do we want to go there? Like, Those have been some of my favorite responses from Kyle when when folks come at him and like, oh, well, you're just cherry picking the, the decade. And then you come and back. And you respond and you're like, cool, let's okay, I'll go back 90 <laughs> years. Okay, I'll go back 45 years. Yeah, that was one of my favorite when you're like, it doesn't matter what decade we look at. If we look at any decade, you still, like, there's, there's just no comparison. Those are my, okay. you cherry pick the time and I'll still show you why you're wrong. Yeah, right. yeah. I've gotten so like used to it. Like I, I, I want someone to like challenge me on it and they, I, I still haven't met someone who can challenge me from a Nice. Side. There's nobody though. So for, for other teams, do you have like, let's, why don't you give some shout outs to, to people that you like or that you follow that aren't ne- necessarily Texas folks, but consistently bring good stats and consistently yeah. come correct. I mean, obviously there's Blinken Riley, um, stats of war. He's for TCU. He, he, he does all sorts of analytical R graphs and all sorts of stuff using R programming. Who else? Okay. So the, that virtual season I'm doing, mm-hmm. there's a guy called uh, sports predictions. Uh, his mm-hmm. handle is at football glory 20. Mm-hmm. He, um, he's actually helping me do all this. He's kind of just in the background, but he, he like has like this um, Google doc where he like compiles all the records every week and like helps me with the order. I'm going to post the next week's games and stuff. So he's kind of working alongside with me. I haven't really, um, I I tag him in some of the stuff about it, but um, yeah, he's really good. Um, I mean, A&M doesn't really have a guy. Oh, uh, I mean like, random Washington uh there's a, a guy called the data dog he's really good uh pick six previews he's kind of he's kind of above everyone he has like yeah I follow that guy I, he, he, I, yeah I follow him and he comes out of like 
crazy, like comes with out of left field with some crazy stuff, but he's always on point. Um, let's see, one more person. Let's do uh, Andrew Percival. He's a Washington guy also. He, he does a lot of, of awesome graphs. He takes into account all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't take into account. And he builds these um, charts that show like how good a team was like by decade and their accomplishments. Stuff. He, he's really good. He, last season, he sent me some, he makes these like really pretty like week by week schedules for every conference. And he sent me a bunch that I, that I hung in my office. Those guys are some of my few favorites. That's awesome. It's fun that you guys like are kind of forming like this data community. So to speak. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it also echoes like how you should do social media like the right way, in my opinion. I honestly don't like arguing. It's not my thing. I don't like conflict. I don't seek it out. I'm not the angry person. I'm not afraid of it, but like, I don't like it. And I actually enjoy those rivalry relationships or interconference relationships and all of those things. Like that's what makes college football kind of what it is. It's what makes it better than any other sport, any other Soccer shows up pretty strong in that sense, I would say. The passion behind yeah, but, the fans. And- but not, not in, in Texas, the state of Texas, or even the, the southern U.S. Like, it's catching on. The but U.S. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, the U.S. in general. I'm just saying, like, there is there's a community, and there's something really, really special about college sports, especially football, that you are not going to find on the professional level, really, though. A lot of us went to these schools, and yeah, we feel very invested, but at the same time, there's kind of a maturity about it. There's something very unique about college football in the United States. It is its own entity, and it's beautiful, and I think social media kind of like highlights that, so... Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know any, any of this stuff, but like just from doing this, I have found that like the feelings we feel towards like Oklahoma and A&M, all the big schools have that exact same thing. So like, so like Washington, for example, I'll talk about Andrew and uh data dog guy. So their A&M is Washington state. Their Oklahoma is Oregon. If, if you like, if you went into like the, the depth of Washington football Twitter, you would see they have the same arguments that we have with Oklahoma and the same arguments we have with Texas A&M. Same thing with like Michigan. Their A&M is Michigan State. Their Oklahoma is Ohio State. Yeah, absolutely. Every, every big school has like a, a crappy little little brother rivalry and then like a real rivalry that they really care about. That they. Mm-hmm. Although I am going to chime in on the MSU thing because MSU has been kicking the shit out of Michigan recently. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to give them wrong. They still have that whole flagship university. Absolutely. Yeah. And Michigan absolutely. State has been better the last few years. I mean, it's not, the flagship yeah. school. But, absolutely yeah, exactly so it, i i think it's very interesting like the rivalry like concept is very it's very cool because no matter where you are in the state you have a rival and like it, it's just weird to think that someone else thinks the same things that we do about someone else well and the state of texas is really unique in that because we're so big and we've got uh, we've always had four teams in the big 12 for instance yeah. and so we've got kind of like these little little brother schools like Tech or Baylor or TCU now, you know, who kind of like, they treat every game as a rivalry, you know, as yeah. a major rivalry because, and they're, you know, people in the past that maybe Texas or God forbid A&M like kind of overlooked, but they're still, they make waves like, okay, you know this, TCU, Baylor and Tech have been more successful in the last 80 years than A&M has. 
So like you've got those things that kind of play into factor. Well, it's, there's the nothing, nothing tech, like coach football. The NM Tech rivalry is turning into a pretty heated, nasty rivalry, and I love it. Watching TCU Baylor start to hate each other, you know. Yeah, the, I love TCU Baylor's uh, rivalry. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. That's fun to watch, and you know, I think with TCU too, it feels a lot more. You know, we've talked about, of course, Texas has had <laughs> a down few years. Oh, be still my soul, but. Um, you know, the, the numbers and Kyle, I think you can attest to this. The numbers with Texas versus TCU in the last few years have not been pretty. And no. it, you know, you hear about it when you go there. I remember TCU being referred to as the cockroaches. You know, I think it was DKR that said that, uh, back in the Southwest conference days, TCU was, you know, the cockroach where they're, they're not going to do anything big, but every once in a while they can fall in and really mess things up. They're, they're not there anymore, you know, be it. Texas's lack of success and the other schools are starting to even out a little bit more. We're seeing more of a level playing field. Yeah. Uh, From 1968 to 1992, TCU won one game. Which is against Texas. Yeah. What's interesting is they kind of did the whole conference shift right. As opposed to like A&M. Realignment happened. They move up to the Big 12 and they start being badasses. Movers and shakers where A&M kind of did this, pseudo lateral move and like in the beginning it looked promising and they were automatically announcing oh my gosh we're we're gonna make we are the next big thing we're the next big program we're gonna make things yeah no but then TCU comes up and actually does some stuff and like you said TCU's record versus Texas over the last decade is way lopsided in their favor five of the last six yes it's crazy well and to be fair, I mean, TCU was in the Southwest Conference, and when it realigned and, and the Big 12 came around, they certainly made some moves that were smart. They, yeah. you know, they went out, they got the a, a Midwest? solid Midwest? Is that where they were, the Midwest Conference? Where were they for I a while? Were... Give me a second, I'll tell you. Uh, Mountain West. It was Southwest yeah. Conference and then Mountain West and Mountain then the West. Re- Right? TCU yeah. was Southwest, yeah. right? I'm not losing they my They were Southwest Conference. Yeah, they were Southwest. TCU and SMU. Yeah. In Arkansas and, and uh, even Houston they, and Rice. The Mountain West. Yeah. Mountain right. West, okay. Yeah, so when it when it adjusted and, and, you know, Southwest Conference broke up, TCU was kind of left out. And then TCU came back into the Big 12. They were smart. They made the right moves. They brought, you know, the right, the right coaches in. They had CDC. I mean, he did amazing things for TCU. You know, I, I truly think that Texas snagging Crystal Conti away I, from TCU is probably one of the best and smartest moves that they've made. Yeah, yeah. He, has, he has turned everything around. I, I made a post about this a couple months ago, but I did like an attendance from like Mac Brown era to now. And like, you, you, you can see the chart going like, it's kind of ticking along with Mac and then it drops suddenly with Charlie. And then it kind of starts slowly going up with Tom and it's been going up ever, ever since he joined in. And it's, and it's like, Seriously, like the year he started, the attendance just... The unfortunate thing about Charlie, and I don't hate the guy personally. He was not the right fit for Texas. I get that. I don't like the guys that constantly hound on him. Like he was, he's the Antichrist and he's like the worst person in the world. Like that's wrong. But he also coincided with um, the Patterson era at Texas, which... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, Finvis's first big move before he was actually inducted president. Like he had to fire this guy because he was so horrible. Like, and so those are the things that are kind of unfortunate. And so when Herman got there, it was kind of on the rise. And then they hired CDC, which is like the best thing ever. Yeah. Literally 
I am in love with this guy. Like the last VODs, I, I, CDC is like my hero. I'll yeah. fight you there. I'll fight you there. I mean, I love Delosta. I love Delosta too. I, I, I think you can't argue that the man brought Texas to national prominence. What Delosta built with Bill Powers and, and Pryor, what Delosta did for UT is, I mean, he's a mountain. That that man is. I'm not saying he's not a mountain, but it wasn't working after a certain time period. Like you kind of have to. Good old boys just, club. There was a good old boys club for sure, but but yeah. I'm not going to disparage Delosta now the foundation had started to crumble and things had changed again. I, I, but, but I will not say that the loss was like, eh, you know what I mean? I mean, throwing him under the bus. I'm just saying like he and Matt Brown were a good chemistry. Whereas Tom Herman and CDC are also a good chemistry. Yeah. But Delos Dodds is the reason that Texas is Texas. So I, I, you know, I, I would be careful with that. And I do it, Hannah, to your point, I definitely think that, a lot of people underplay or don't truly understand just absolutely how damaging Steve Patterson was to oh Texas. God. There were some issues going on, no question, before he stepped in. But Patterson getting there, and, and this is where I will cut Charlie Strong a lot of slack because he didn't have any of the freedoms or any of the checkbook, really, that Tom Herman has had when he's come in. You know, I, you, Patterson fought him on everything. He, the facilities were way behind and Patterson didn't want to change or invest any money in that. I mean, I remember Charlie Strong having to, to essentially threaten to use his own money to buy the players suits. Yeah. I mean, and, and it wasn't until that became a public thing that Patterson finally caved. Patterson made every person on every level at UT miserable. The man pissed off alumni. He shit all over the, the staff and the coaches. He pissed off donors. There, there wasn't a level that Steve Patterson, there's nothing that he did well. I, I can't think of anything that one, not even one thing that I can go, you know, Patterson, that, that wasn't a bad deal. Getting That's alcohol my, at the games. Well, okay. <laughs> Fair. That Fair point. Fair point. One shining moment. One thing. Uh, I will give you that. That's that's a good point. But, you know, I, Charlie Strong having to fight that and then being on top of it, coming into a Texas program that had underlying issues that were being hidden by a lot of money, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's, a t that's, that's a hard road to hoe. And I don't know that he was prepared for the amount of work that that would require. I don't think anybody like understood the amount of work. And I know we're chasing like serious squirrels here, but- If I'm being 100% honest, I think you could have <laughs> put Saban in that same position and he wouldn't have had- Oh, hold on, that's a huge point. Yeah. Yes, so yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm not here to rehash, I'm not gonna rehash the Charlie Strong rights, wrongs, and difference, but I do think that Steve Patterson was way more detrimental to the Texas program and set us back by at least 10 years, more people want to admit. And on that note, like, it, it's pretty remarkable at how well CDC came in and kind of righted the ship. Like, he immediately came in, kind of cut the red tape. CDC came in like, if you need this to be done, it's going to be done. You don't have to jump through all sorts of hoops. But that plus the fact that he instigated Bebo Boulevard, like he's just a revolutionary. He's insightful. He sees shit that works everywhere else and kind of changed with the times and he makes it work for Texas. Yeah, he single-handedly changed the game day atmosphere, no question. And I think that's what Texas for a long time, 
and I'm a longhorn more than anybody or as much as anybody, but like we kind of tend to kind of stick by our like, well, this is how we've always done it. So to yeah. speak, or we know better than anybody else, but he's kind of going, well, okay. The locker rooms, first of all, the last dogs could have done that shit. Know. You know? Well, there was no question that UT's facilities were decades but behind. There's no question. And that hurt recruiting. And that, right. And, and again, that's something that, you know, when Patterson had an opportunity to fix, he didn't, he didn't want to spend the money, but yeah. and when CDC came in, I mean, he fired a lot of people. It was a bloated, bloated program at that yeah. point. I, if I recall correctly, I want to say when Del Conte took over the athletics department was had something like 420 or 430 employees just Random just working, you know, working for athletics. And he came in, looked at the budget and said, what the hell are y'all doing? I think he ended up cutting it down by half at least. Yeah. And that frees up a ton of money, you know, and that's a hard decision. Again, nobody wants to come in and ax a bunch of jobs, but it streamlined things. So that was like the best hire for the time. Absolutely. Hands down. And I think that Tom Herman and CDC are a good match yeah. all day long. I love CDC. <laughs> He, he's like what, like, I never knew I wanted to be an athletic director until I saw CDC. I think that would be a dream job one day. He, man, I just, I love everything about him. Even right now in 2020, you want to be an athletic director at the University of Texas? Fascinating. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> yeah. What, what's this we know, like, he's other big university have come calling for CDC already. You know, he's right now one of the top in the nation. People are seeing what's yeah. happening at on our campus and even though it even was very vocal in supporting our athletes our student athletes um and speaking out like all these different social justice issues that have been happening over the last few months and he's retweeting them supporting them being proud of them having a voice and he's part of that administration that's really helping to make these changes on campus but yeah. what's funny is how people because he's made himself so accessible and so kind and so patient yeah. right almost too accessible because the <laughs> Texas fan base and students tweet at him like he's their personal Google. So I went through, this is hilarious, the things that, and this man has the patience of a thousand nuns. Like I have no idea how he's still so kind to people. People tweet at him stuff like, I'm going to the Cotton Bowl. What time is the fair open? These, these are like Real tweets. If you go through his, his Twitter, somebody today, or no, just a couple of days ago, hi, Chris, at Del Conte, I downloaded the Longhorn app on my phone, set up an account, but nothing happens. The app freezes. Can you direct me to someone who can help? This is a real tweet <laughs> yeah. to I, CDC. See, and this is where I will cut the Aggies a little slack because we have these idiots too, right? Yes. The ones that come in and say, uh, excuse me, Del Conte, uh, my ice in my Coca-Cola was uh, not quite to my liking. There wasn't enough ice in my cup. What can you do about that, <laughs> sir? This is falling apart. Okay, I'm going to call out Sophie at Sophie. Dear Del Conte, she's talking about playing in the band or something. It was with the band and the holiday basketball games and I'm supposed to get $88. I remember that. Oh my goodness. She's complaining to Del Conte because her band check was short for the season. Talk to your band director. Like I just. My favorite one. And then Kyle, we're definitely going to ask you about this. Like my favorite one was the chick that 
was mad that they put in the Longhorn Hall of Fame. And it's because that's where she always went, either nurse or... Okay, and I'm, I'm a mother. And Rocky, you're a mother. And Kyle, you're a dad. Like, here's the deal. This is how I'm feeling. Like, my daughter, and she was raised a Longhorn. She's known the words to the eyes of Texas and Texas fights since before she could, like, talk complete sentences. <laughs> She went to her first game in 2019, first game ever. And it's because that's the age that she could have like gone and appreciated it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying like, I get it. But at the same time for the Longhorn Hall of Fame, like, come on, this is the crap that CDC has to deal with all the time. So, oh, listen to this. Someone asked him, what is the team wearing tomorrow? Burnt orange or icy white? <laughs> CDC's response said, we're the home team, my friend. That's it? (laughs) Okay. Hello, what do we wear every home game? Kyle, I will ask you this. Like, if you were ever to make a parody account, would you please, for the love of all things holy, make a parody CDC account to answer what CDC is really thinking? Yes. (laughs) That sounds amazing. If you've seen one coming up, that was me. I my favorite one I've ever seen of him was it happened like in like this past January. Some lady sent him a picture. It was like her, like in like a longhorn shirt, longhorn jacket, longhorn maybe scarf, and like a heathered like longhorn beanie. And she was like, I am she was like so disappointed. I went to the co-op and bought this beanie and it is not the official shade of burnt orange. It doesn't match. You continue to fail, CDC. When are you going to step up and take charge of your university? <laughs> like that. And I remember. I what was it. his response? I don't think he got to respond because it, it went like kind of a semi-viral and she had to delete it because people were trashing her so bad. But it, 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 it's, a heathered, it's a heathered beanie. There was like shades of like black and cream and orange. She shouldn't have bought it then. It was heathered. Exactly. Like, it's a Style. It's not going to be a certain color. It's not going to be exact color. It's all sorts of colors. And she was in the co-op holding it when she bought it. Why'd she buy it? Why'd she buy it? She probably didn't buy it. She had three different shades of burnt orange that she was wearing in the picture. That is. Why, why was that shade not right? Like why That is truly a Hall of Fame CDP. But, but, she, but, she, but she like started like questioning his, like his whole like job. She's like, when are you going to step up? These <laughs> When are you going to stand over every beanie ever made out of any factory in the world right. and test that color to be shall not stand, sir. <laughs> that is my all-time favorite shall not. This, this person <laughs> said, mind. last week, pictures with Bevo were $40. This week, they're 45 Big increase. <laughs> and CDC said, the price is 25 <laughs> It just cracked me up, man. I just... I want to know what world some of these people live in and, and like how how simple and easy is your life. If truly the something as trivial as a beanie being heathered gets under your skin that like, my God, honey, I'm I'm taking this to the top. Bless you for never having to suffer any real trauma. Like that just, it blows 
Lena Bleets at Lena Bleets said, Del Conte, I thought you were bringing in new and fun music. All we've heard is Bon Jovi and DJ Cool. You can do better. No, <laughs> hold on. He thinks he's been in the <laughs> DJ Del Conte on the ones and twos, y'all. <laughs> DJ CDC. <laughs> She what? thinks she's blaming him for the music. Yeah. This is ridiculous. The people, somebody said, I went to buy a jersey and they only had large. I need small. <laughs> oh, bless it. I just, oh my God. And again, so Kyle, let me, let me circle back. Are you sure that athletic director is truly a job that you want to hold? Yeah, because you get to be in all the action. But you don't get to every game. You don't get blamed when the team loses. That you blame the coach. You don't blame the athletic director. Uh, I think maybe you've missed out on some of our Texas fans there, sir. <laughs> but you get blamed as the athletic director if you don't win championships. Because right, they said that the administration wins championships, the coach wins games. On other, yeah, yep. Especially the last ten years. That's what they say. I love it. That's what they say. And okay, so I know one of the questions CDC gets a lot, and we'll ask you what you think, Kyle. Alternate unis, and would it be okay this year to have a blackout uni? I was going to say, I never wanted blackout unis ever in my whole life. I would, I would like die on that hill, never change it. But, but this is the only year where I think it'd be acceptable, just with the whole Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter movement and the whole uh, players wanting to be heard and, and their voices used. Like, I, I, I just, it makes perfect sense just one time this year. But I mean, it's, it's going to happen. I, and I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. 2020 was the year, but it's not going to happen. But I was just saying, I, I the need for it, the want for it because of this year. If this year had never happened, I would still be on the on the never change it hill but right i'm a never alternates kind of gal for sure 2020, 2020 has done things to me I'm yeah old. yeah i think I, man i think it's happened to all of us right <laughs> but but yeah i i definitely get that it's a it, it's a tough tough year for everyone and and a lot of challenges like going back to like some of our previous episodes and we talked a lot about how texas has kind of been like on the forefront of these movements and stuff i think that that would kind of like really capitalize on that if we're the most refrained from ever doing some sort of alternate uni and thank god we are because i'm the same mindset that you guys are like no <laughs> blue bloods don't alternate uni if texas were to run out and do it Right. And in my opinion, this is just my opinion, just at home, trade burnt orange for black. Do right. black and white. Right. Yep. With the exception of maybe the helmet decal. And nope. Megan, you're, nope. yours is badass. I'm going to call uh, Yes, I'm going <laughs> to. Let Megan design them. I've seen some legit things because I feel like if we kept the same character and like the same like style that we've always had, but just switched out the colors, it would be way more impactful than anything that's ever been done. Yeah. And the fact that the University of Texas is doing it, yeah, it's it, huge. Yeah, I think the engagement and the 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 awareness that'd be raised just from us doing it just one time, I think it'd just be so worth it. Beautiful. Yeah. Prices do that. I almost don't want it to happen during like a fifty percent. Right. Yeah. 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 Because it, I want it to be. It's almost, like, it's, it's almost like the equivalent of like when Joe Burrow against Alabama did the the Burrow in like Burrow. the Asian font. That that was like a giant moment for LSU. And it's kind yeah. of 
it's so much better, but it's, it's kind of like that kind of thing. It, it, it's like groundbreaking. It's like yeah. revolutionary. Like I would want the whole entire state DKR to be blacked out. I'm going to say this right here. And I've, I've said this before, but if it's going to happen, it has to happen in 2020. It should right. be for the first game. It should be a blacked out stadium and it should be when we're dedicating the Julius Whittier statue, yes. unveiling yes. it, call it what it is. Talk about the C Dub Field, Campbell Williams. That shit won't be done that quickly, though, right? Yeah, it should be. It, it should, should be. Do it all at once. Do it all at once. Make With it a Texas thing. money, you can get a statue by tomorrow. Exactly. I think, I think we should be the initiators. If the school won't, let's call it a blackout and let's make it happen. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to add CDC right now. Let's we should definitely tweet CDC, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> One last question for you, Kyle, while we're talking about these social changes and things that are happening at Texas. What are your thoughts on the eyes of Texas, learning the history and it's staying? What, do, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I get why I get why it's staying, just but I do think it's important to know where it came from and what it means and what it means to certain people, because like I saw that there was like a tweet where like the I don't know what account it was, but someone was talking about the history behind it, and it was the first time I'd ever heard about it um, being used uh, back in the day um, at those shows, and I I'd never heard of that before, like. So you're kind of in the same boat that Megan and I were. Like, there was yeah. a lot of things about it that, like, why are, they, why are they screwing with the eyes of Texas? Like, what about that? Because the way that I've always understood it, and Megan, you too, has been like, no, we're talking about the state of Texas as you being the flagship school. Like, all of us are watching you as graduates yeah. or as Longhorns. That's something to consider. But, like, I had never, I had no idea of the racial history. I have right. quite no idea. And yeah. that should be known. You're right. And, and that's on Texas. That's on Texas for us not knowing that. That's not, right. that's not on us. That's on them. I, and I, I don't want other generations to not know that stuff. I understand that wanting to teach that. But does it need to go away? Mm, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, boycott the, the football games if it went away. It's not, it's, it doesn't, it's not like my family crest. I'm not going to cry if, if, if they act tomorrow. I, I could not right. care less. I just want the university to be happy. The players should be happy. I, I want everyone to be happy. I, yeah. I'm not, not, not going to go boycott if they decide to, to get rid of it. I love it. I love it. Well, on that note, I definitely think, you know, Kyle Umling has spoken. He just wants everybody to be happy, y'all. Come, Come on. <laughs> Give everyone a hug. Come on. Absolutely. Socially distance from six feet away hug. Okay, so, so just for the fan sake, the Twitter fandom sake. Okay, so your favorite Texas Twitter follows who you follow. Like people I follow? Yes. I mean, obviously y'all. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Um, I mean, there's, there's so many. I guess, dang it. I know I've noticed that you're pretty picky regarding like who you follow back, even though there's actual shirts that say like Kyle online follows me back. Yeah. So, so like I, at the beginning I was like, follow, I was like, yeah, if someone follows me, I'll follow them. But like, then I started like, being picky. You know, I had to say, yeah. and I was like, I don't really want to follow this person because <laughs> I, I don't want to see their ramblings on whatever. So I have to get to know I someone to that, or they, like drop a major awesome stat or I, I have this rule if someone finds an error in anything I've ever posted, they get an automatic follow regardless. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, I want to be known for my accuracy. So, so, 
So it's special to be followed by Kyle Umlang. Of yes. course it is, and it should be. You get a shirt. Did everybody get a free shirt? <laughs> well, don't know about well, free. Well, well, just kidding. David Allen, Chris Bennett. Yeah. Um, Those are our boys. They're good guys. Yes. They're, they're all, they are always with fresh stuff. Oh yeah, they're OGs. Um, Let's go. Yeah. Um, so so like I, I came into this like very late like. I don't, I don't know what Texas Twitter was before 2019, but I, I wasn't a, a part of it. So I don't really know much about it. Um, so I don't know who's OG, like Rocky. CB, 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 yeah. CB. Chris Bennett, yeah, he's. This is his second account. His first one was Yeah, I saw closed. Like, he got like suspended for something. And I, mm -hmm. I asked him one day, one day, I was like, why'd you get suspended? He goes, I have no idea. They just. Yeah. I actually got a notice the other day from Twitter saying that uh, I violated a copyright act of something because I posted some video with, you know, that, uh, I will remember you. That, oh uh, God. Like the Titanic thing that like, they, they flagged that tweet because I stole that song. Sarah McLaughlin that, song. Yeah. So, and, and they said, if I continue to do this, they will delete my account or terminate my Somebody's account. Somebody's reporting you. Right. So I think it's Aggies, but I went and I deleted every video I've ever done. That has with, a soundtrack like, to it. Like music behind it. So I post a music video every day. Nobody cares. No, but they, no one wants to destroy your life. Nobody cares. <laughs> so I, I, I learned my lesson with that one tweet. I'm, I'm not going to lose my all this work I've done just for something stupid like that. So yeah, and, and, and I don't post anything. Uh, I, I don't. I, I I think I've said the F word once maybe, and that was when we lost to Iowa State. Aww. That was the only time I've ever I think cussed on Twitter. But uh, why not to get suspended? because that would suck. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, on that note, again, Kyle, truly, we appreciate having you on. You are absolutely incredible. We appreciate all your insights and of being a fan. So listen, if there are folks out there that are not following Kyle, you need to. It's yeah, at Kyle Umlang. Are you living under a rock? Come on. Let's you know what's funny is I I've had people who have followed me and messaged me and say, oh my gosh, I thought I've been following you for the last year because I see you, your tweets literally every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're everywhere, man. Because people share your stuff. Yeah, like I told you, I, I have I have been close to being on podcasts before, but things have not worked out. Y'all get the honor of being my Yay! first podcast I've ever been on. Well, you're very near and dear to our hearts, and we What's truly- What's funny is I, I'm going to be on one on Tuesday. So y'all literally barely made the cut. Y'all are the- First one I've ever been on. So we will wear that badge with pride and honor, sir. Yes, I'm, I'm clipping that right here. Like. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining Thanks us. For you are amazing. We love All you. Hilarious. All right, everyone. Well, be sure to give our guy a follow and also be sure to subscribe so you can stay updated and listen to the latest from us here at Fire the Cannon. For this week's episode, I'm Megan. I'm Hannah. I'm Kyle. I'm Rocky, and this is Fire the Cannon. I will.